very sweaty. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Dead air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dead Air Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm hot. And that is Rob. We are very hot this week because the studio is absolutely sweltering. Can I just say something? Go on then. I like my temperature to be warm and I like it to be cloudy. Right. I don't want sun <laughs> and I don't want heat. I like it when it's... I want it's... warm and cloudy. Yeah, I like it when it's sunny but not hot. You like to be burnt? No, I like the sun to be shining. Right. I think it makes everything look nicer. But I don't like the heat. How about cloudy with a bit of sun and warm? Yeah. We can't pick the weather, though, but we can pick the news. A team of students from Exeter University has won £33,000 for developing an app. Now, can you guess what the app is, Rob? Is it a map? Nope. Dating? No. Um, weather? Nope. Uh, how big a tree grows? No. Spirit level? Nope. Give in. Well, they've come up with a way for an unlimited number of people to listen to the same song at the same time as each other. Isn't that called a radio? Exactly. So they've made a radio? That's what I thought. When I read this, I was absolutely incredulous. I thought, why? Why have they been given £33,000? People have been doing that. For the last hundred years. TVs, they do that as well. Radio can play music and everyone can... So, what, we might as well make an app that does something that can already be done. Um, calculator. How about a phone app? We'll make an app that you can phone people with it. Can I have that in my tablet? And then, yeah, and then that'll be an app. And everyone will be like, oh my god, they've made an app that you can phone people on. And we'll call it Ripe. Ripe? Yeah. How do you get the word ripe from a phone app? It's like Rob's version of Skype. Oh, okay. Well, why can't we call it Nipe? Because I'm going to get there first and do it and register it and everything. Well, I'll make an even better phone app then that'll be called Ripe Off. You're listening to the Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob. la da 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 Can we talk about cars? Cars, I love cars. It's all happening with cars now. Yep. Development of cars has been 90 years of not much happening, and now loads of things are happening. They're all the same, aren't they? What are? Cars. What do you mean? Four wheels, steering wheel. Exactly, but the car technology has pretty much been the same for the last 90 years. Yep. But now, all of a sudden, there's all these new things happening. You've got solar, you've got LPG, you've got batteries, all this kind of stuff. Hydrogen. Yeah, hydrogen, that's also in the works. That's a bit trickier. But it's all sort of happening now. You know, it's a very interesting time. And I was thinking the other day, I was at the petrol station, and I was putting petrol in, and I was thinking, there must have been a time when there weren't that many petrol stations, and you couldn't really go very far because there wasn't petrol availability. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I'm talking back early when cars were just starting out. So it'd be like a chicken and egg thing. Yeah, You've got a exactly. car, but you can't get any petrol. Exactly. It's too so far if, away. So if they made right now... A really good battery-powered car. You'd have to go all the way in your petrol car to get some power Yeah. For it. What they need to do is get it to the point where you pull up at a, 
battery station, right? Yeah. And in there, there's just rows and rows of ready-charged batteries. You pull up, you take a battery off the rack and put it in, and you put the empty battery back on the rack, and it gets charged for the next person. That's a good way of making money. That's what they need to do, right? Yeah. But in order to do that, it's going to take maybe 10 or even 20 years to get to that point. What about fast charging? Well, there's loads of work going into this, isn't there? But, you know, cars are heavy and then you stick a couple of people in the front of them and a couple of kids in the back and a bunch of shopping in the boot and all of a sudden you're talking about, you know, massive demands on battery. So now it's all sort of combo stuff where they've got a bit of battery power and a bit of... Hybrid. Gas. Yeah, that kind of thing. But we get in there. What I'm saying is we are getting there and it's a very, very exciting time for, uh, you know... Cars. Renault and Nissan are doing the most amount of work, I think. The price needs to come down as well. They're not that bad. Well, I w- if you buy a new Volvo, they're pretty cutting edge on the uh, on the old eco stuff. And it's about 20 grand more than a Yeah, but those are hybrids. I'm talking about the full electric, no petrol, no nothing, just electric. Oh, like the Leaf. The Leaf and the, yeah. the, the Twango and the Twizzy. Or but they don't go very far. That's the problem. You see, you always yeah. come back to this problem of range. They need to enhance this stuff with but solar if you don't do any things. more than 50 miles a day, then you should be covered. Mm. Well, we'll see how it goes. But what I'm saying is, very interesting time. Over the next 10 years, we're going to see some really cool stuff happening with cars. But there is one thing I want to complain about. We're not going to see flying cars. Why not? Well, I was a child of the 80s. Yep. So one of my favourite films of all time was Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And in Back to the Future 2, which came out in 1990... We saw in 2015 that everyone was flying around in flying cars. Yeah, we've still got a couple of years left to we've go. Still got, we've still got two years. 2013 now. We've got about yeah. two years left. I don't think they're going to invent a flying car in the next two years. I'm sure they'll invent one, probably make a prototype. But well, probably... hopefully we will. Can we also get those uh, shoes that zip themselves up and a jacket that dries itself? And a hoverboard. Hoverboards. They would be the best. <laughs> First one is Man of Steel. Yeah. This is a bit late. We haven't done a podcast for a couple of weeks because the studio has been too hot. We couldn't sit in it for more than five minutes. But we went to see Man of Steel two weeks ago. I thought it was brilliant. What did you think? I thought it was a brilliant film, but totally unrealistic. It was a bit over the top. I mean, Superman basically trashed planet Earth. Yeah. It was all his fault. It was almost like they went to the people making the film, the studio went to the people making the film and said... We want you to turn everything up to 11 in this. We yeah. want loads of explosions. The Superman bit, I believed. Yeah. But Superman flying into skyscrapers and knocking them all down, I thought that's a bit silly. Yeah. I think Superman... He killed loads of people. He flew into petrol stations, blew them up. I don't know if he killed people. What? All these people in those buildings all got out. We don't know. It was all a bit vague, that, that sort of thing. I think the problem nowadays is that there's a perceived demand from the... Uh, point of view of the studio that they think that people want to see buildings collapsing and everything blowing up so the filmmakers kind of have to deliver that but you're right it is ridiculous well then let the bad guys blow them all up yeah superman you would think that he would be a bit more careful about property take the fight into the middle of the sea yeah or the desert yeah you know where there's no buildings around that would be a good start how many stars tough call this one because i love superman and I loved the film, but I think that it could have been better. So I'm going to say four stars. I was going to say four stars. What else have you seen? I've seen Despicable Me Part 2 in 3D. Oh, of course, yeah. How was that? It was okay. 3D wasn't that great. You're a big fan of 3D. Three and a half stars. I love 3D. 
You should give it 3D stars then. I could, yeah, I'll give it 3D stars. What about the Monsters University? Four stars. 3D as well? 3D and that was stunning. Next level of 3D cartoonage. When you review a 3D film, how much of the 3D goodness is making up the score against the story and stuff? Well, if the film is labelled a 3D film mm. and it's not just a poxy conversion by the film studios to Obviously. cash in, then you have to judge the film on its 3D-ness. But if the story isn't very good and the film isn't very funny, but it's still got amazing 3D. That would definitely have an effect on the score as well. Okay. So is Monsters... I would say that the 3D-ness would probably give you an extra point either way. Gotcha. So is Monsters University a good film, even if it wasn't in 3D? I would say it would be probably a three and a half star film, but the 3D in it is very good, so it pushes it up to a four. I got it. I'm understanding now how your brain works. I want to talk about... um, quartet as well okay i finally got to see that the other day tell me about it well quartet's one of them i call it an arty film you have to be that type of person to watch quartet i think i know what sunday you mean. afternoon nothing on telly it's raining outside watch quartet mm-hmm. it's all about these four people in a retirement really home. yeah four people four people in never a would have guessed yeah. and they're putting on a, sh- a show yeah a bit of opera singing and it's all about them getting back together after all these years and doing this one piece at the end. Okay. Well, I'm going to ruin it for everyone because they don't do that one piece at the end. Oh, dear. You get to the very bit where they're just about to do the piece at the end and then the credits roll. Mm. Billy Elliot's a bit like that, isn't it? Well, you get to see him tap dancing. No, at right at the end of the film, doesn't, he, doesn't it just finish before you get to see him dancing? Well, even if that's true, and I don't remember it being that way. Or maybe but, I'm thinking of a different film. But let's just say, in Billy Elliot, you, you got to see him tap dancing and, yeah. and dancing in his bedroom. Mm. Well, this film, they sort of cleverly did it, so they muted the sound when they were singing and all that's all the way through. So you think, at the end, I'm going to actually get to hear them singing. Right. And they didn't. So how many stars does that get? A two. Oh, dear. So quartet, not worth watching then? Not worth watching at all. Probably best just to go on YouTube and watch a video of people singing. Yes. Okay, good. Now, we have some movie news. We don't have movie news, usually, but we got movie news. Arnold Schwarzenegger has confirmed that he is up for doing a remake of Terminator. That means he's going to be redoing the original Terminator. Yeah, this is not a sequel. This is a reboot of the franchise, going back to basics. So you can have Sarah Connor, Kyle Reese, and the Terminator. And obviously it'll have modern special effects. But the question is, do you think... Schwarzenegger is too old to pull it off? That's the question. I don't think so. Well, that's what we're putting out to our Twitter listeners. Is Arnie too old to play the Terminator? Let us know what you think and we'll tell you the results in the next podcast. Dead Air! Dead Air Podcast! All the latest news and a little bit of fun on the Dead Air! Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob, yeah! Right. Here's a question for you. Always wanted to know this. Why can't you get a locksmith to come and put the same lock on your house, on your shop, on your car, on your holiday home in Spain, you know, on your safe? Basically, the same lock everywhere that has a lock and you just have one key that just opens everything. Um, I think you could have it on the same style of thing. So if you had a, a door on a house and a door on a building... I think you can definitely do that. Well, surely that's the It'd be very hard to put a Yale lock on a car. All right, maybe not on a car then. But certainly you could reduce the number of keys down from... Oh, yeah, definitely. ...50 to about but three. if you got burgled mm. and 
they found your keys mm. and they did a bit of checking on where you worked and all the rest of it. I suppose they'll be able Come to... Come on, better. you're stretching it a bit now, aren't you? Well, you never know. Look, they're a lot cleverer, these uh, criminals, than they used to be. If you've got one key yeah. instead of a big bunch of keys, uh-huh. it's going to be a lot easier to put that in a safe place. Yeah. So you're less likely to have it stolen. But if you lose that one key, you'd have to replace every single lock on everything you had. Well, no, but you just would never lose it. Why oh, would you okay. lose your key? Well, that's a good If point. you lost that key, you would never be able to get into anything. You would make sure you didn't lose that key. Yeah, but you don't have a spare. But, oh, so, yeah, all right. Well, I, people lose things, don't they? Yeah. You know what? People, oh, they make If life... it wasn't for people. It wasn't for people. The way things are would be so much better. Oh, just imagine if you and me were in charge. No speed bumps. Yeah, but it all have one key for Single everything. lock for everything. But you know what, right? I don't think you even need to lock You know, those films that you see on telly where they have to break into the building and use palm prints, a retina scanner, and all the rest of it. Yeah. With, under your system, they'd got into the house and nicked his car key mm. and then gone to his place of work, opened all the doors, got into the building and nicked the DNA and end of film. Yes, but the thing is that if you are a professional burglar, no lock is going to stop you anyway. So it's... It would be a lot harder... For that professional Well, yeah, burglar. but if, if you've got a lock if you on didn't your... Have a lock, if somebody wants to get into your house, they will figure out a way of getting in. Well, you just go through a window. Exactly. So locks, really, they're just to give you a bit of peace of mind, aren't they? Well, do honest. you really want to know the best way to burgle your house? Go on. There Is really... this a Rob's top tip on how to burgle? Yes. We should have a jingle. Okay. This is the moment. This is the time. For Rob's tip of the week. Ladder. Yeah. Roof. Right. Take some slates off. Yep. A bit of um, waterproof felt underneath the on, the on the roof. Yep. Stanley knife. Yep. Straight through. Lift, loft, flap. Yep. Into the house. Right. How that, are you going to get out? Same way as the person living in the house would get out. They'd just go through the front door. You know? That wouldn't work in my house. Why? Because oh, I'd open a window. My front door, you can't open it from the inside unless you use a key. I'll go out the back door. Same with the back door, although we always leave the back door key in it. Oh, where do you live? Uh, Chester. Right, okay. <laughs> there you go. That's the best way to burgle a house. So you pretend you're doing the roof, is that... Is Don't need to pretend you're doing the roof. Well, yeah, you could do. They go away on holiday. Right. And you knock on the next door neighbour's house and you say, uh, just doing the roof next door, is it okay if I walk round, uh, you know, I might have to go into your property and put the ladders in and stuff, is that okay? And all the neighbours are going, yeah, no problem. And they you go see, up, climb up the ladder, go into the roof. You could spend the week there. You could, if you want to extend this to its logical conclusion, why not just get a big van that says, you know, Dave's removals? Dave's removals. Yeah. And you just go there and you go to the neighbours and you say, hello, yeah, uh, the next door neighbours have moved out. Bailiffs. And they said, Kick you... the door down. And then when, when your neighbours come out and say, what's going on? Just have a clipboard sale with bailiffs. Yeah. They, they've, they've fled they, the country. They've, they've ran off. And uh, we're just collecting and all they, the stuff. And when the neighbours say, but they said they were going to Spain for two weeks, you just say, yeah, they, they're lying. Well, what, what if they call them in Spain and say that there's people in the house? What, that you've got bailiffs round? Mm. What are they going to do? They're going to have Nothing. to get a flight back, spend hours in the airport. Yeah. This is a brilliant plan. Why are we working? I don't know. We should resort to a life of crime. Maybe there's some moral issues. Yeah, you're right. I've got an idea. Is this a new business venture? Just, just to cover ourselves, to Go make on, sure then. no one gets burgled okay. through the roof. Yeah. It's very dangerous, health and safety. You might catch a nail on the way through, mm. get a get a you know, a gash down the side of your stomach and also, you know, it all goes septic are, and then you, are dirty. Yeah. Dusty Spiders. places. Ooh. Yeah, you, you don't want to be doing Putting that. Putting me off straight away. I think it's better just to get a job. Yeah. It's much nicer. And um you'll feel better as well. 
because you'll be working for a living. Mm. Although our neighbour does have a better telly than us. Mm. There's always someone with a better telly than you. Remember that? Usually curries. I went to uh, a telly shop in New York and they had 80-inch tellies there. You couldn't get that in a house. It wasn't a telly shop. It was like an electronic shop. Yeah. It was like the American version of um, Comet. May you rest in peace. How big do you think you could go before you couldn't get a telly in the house? Think about a mattress. You take a mattress in the house. You have to fold it in half to get up the stairs and all the rest of it. There's got to be a point where your telly gets so big that you physically couldn't take it upstairs or take it I round know. The... Well, an 80-inch telly is, is probably about the limit. I've always thought door designs on houses are always a bit rubbish. Because when they design houses, when I, if I designed a house... I'd make it so you could easily get the furniture in and out. That would be my... You need a furniture flap. You need some way of easily getting stuff in and out. Because it's a nightmare. Especially if you've got, like, a big sofa. Trying to get them into a house is it's just diabolical. I feel the podcast is wandering somewhat. Let's bring it back down to reality. Sitting in my room with my headphones on I listen to Nick and Rob and my troubles are gone I hear dead That is awesome. I remember the first jingle ever that you made in the second podcast. Which one was that one? It's the 54321 jingle that we have at the beginning. Yeah. And um, my reaction to that was almost the same as my reaction to this. Really good. How did you make that one? Uh, I didn't. So what's the story? I've got this uh, guy that does all our jingles for us now. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah, you owe me uh, 300 quid. Okay, no problem. I will give it to you next week. I've got some roofing jobs to do okay. over the weekend. Right. And then I need to sell some stuff in a car boot sale. Well, what have you got to sell? Maybe I could just take some stuff off you. Uh, telly, video. Uh, what size of telly? Oh, I don't know yet. Uh, microwave oven. Uh, things that would fit through the uh, attic opening. Right. Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap up. Uh, I didn't get Henry Cavill. Superman. Yeah, it turns out he didn't want to be interviewed. Isn't that weird? Well, he's too busy saving the world. He is a busy guy. Either that, he's on community service. But I thought for sure he would let us talk to him, but apparently can't get to him. Too famous. It's too famous. Mm. Okay. Who are we interviewing next week? No one. Mm. I'm Ev- sick of doing interviews. Everyone is too famous. We have got a very, very big interview coming up soon, though. Are we talking about the um, that person that lives in the same house as that other famous person? Yeah. And that is... Very, very special because we're going to go all the way down there to interview. We better do it him soon or her because they're coming all the way up here soon. Mm. Well, we'll think of something. Mm. But for now, we'll just say thanks for listening to the podcast. Do your uh, Twitter things, you know. Uh, yeah, we're on Twitter at uh, Dead Air Podcast, Facebook forward slash Dead Air Podcast, website www.deadairwebsite.com. Yep. And uh, Nick's phone number is um, one, two, three, four. There you go. Yeah, my phone number is on the internet if you look for it. It's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Hey, do you remember when Paul Daniels said that his number was out there? Hmm. Was it? Yeah, that's what he said. I've got his number, you know. Well, ring it down then. Well, I'm not going to ring it now because he's probably busy, but I'm just saying I have got it. We'll see you next week. Bye.
You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. For more information, go to www.deadairwebsite.com. Did you hear about the man who fell into an upholstery machine? No. He's fully recovered. (laughs) 